BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hoopball Podcast listeners. Are you a fantasy expert and want to write or podcast for Hoopball? Do you have aspirations of covering a team? Are you a master of sales and want to earn some cash on the phones? Well, we've got good news. Hoopball's recruiting. If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. The following is a Hoopball presentation. What's up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams. And I'm Hunter Jacobs. And you're listening to the Hoopball Nets Podcast. We are back with another episode. I said that we were going to record like next week, but... With everything that's going on with the Nets, we just literally had to record now. Hunter is back from vacation, so I'm not talking to myself anymore. Um, and uh, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. We're gonna. There's a lot of stuff that I wanted to talk about in the last episode that I wanted to talk about with Hunter, so that I kind of just passed over, which was why the last episode was so short. But considering we're both here now, we're gonna go over everything that's happened over like the last month, and then dive into. Whatever has happened today, because today has been crazy for the Nets. They've signed Jamal Crawford and Mike Beasley. We'll talk about all that and more later. But make sure you subscribe to the Hoopball Nets podcast everywhere that podcasts can be found. And give us a follow on Twitter at HoopballNets. Um, you can also give me and Hunter a follow. Our di- Twitters are like right in the description of the podcast. So feel free to do that as well. And uh, before we get into everything, we just have to give a huge shout out to uh, Manscaped. They are our new, new, new sponsor. And uh, their Lawnmower 3.0 is the best product you can get in terms of below-the-belt grooming. They are the leaders when it comes to that. The Lawnmower 3.0 features skin-safe technology with a 7,000 RPM motor, so it's more powerful and more capable of handling all the hair that you've got down there. Uh, it has great battery life with the new lithium-ion batteries, giving you 90 minutes at full charge, and they are great in all temperatures. It means you can shower in an extremely cold place, or you can shower in your hot shower. I just said shower like three different times. You can shave in an extremely cold place, or shave and your extremely hot shower and uh they also make the lawnmower 3.0 much lighter than its predecessor the lawnmower 2.0 and we have a special deal going on right now with manscaped if you use code hoopball20 you get 20 percent off and free shipping on any product that you get there your entire purchase 20 percent off free shipping so go run to manscaped.com right now use code hoopball20 and uh get your Roosevelt grooming up to par uh, so yeah. Oh, and also before we get into everything, we can't forget leave a five star rating and review on iTunes for the podcast because all reviews are getting read on the podcast. Uh, speaking of that, we have two new reviews actually. They come from Doug MF One. I am uh, like ninety percent sure that this is our guy Doug that we talked about in the last episode. I would go out on a limb and say he's definitely our biggest fan. So uh, props to Doug yet again. He said, I look forward. What'd you say? I said, we love Doug. (laughs) I I look forward to each new episode. I love hearing Najee and Hunter's takes on all the Nets news. Keep it up. Thank you, Doug. You keep it up. 
uh, keep supporting us, and thank you for giving me the constructive criticism about turning my AC off in the background. It is off right now, so hopefully the sound is better. And uh, the next review is from Janetter Fan, Janetter Fan. I don't. Know. I think it. Yeah, I think it's Janetter. So. Uh, they said Najee and Hunter are balling. It's a five star, and then the message is simply just good energy. So thank you. We we really try to have great energy on this podcast. So it is great that everyone realizes it. And uh, yeah, now we can actually get into NBA talk. So we're gonna start with the players being able to put messages on their jerseys. I really wanted to talk about this last time, but it's kind of a topic that you need like to bounce ideas off of someone else, and I couldn't bounce it against myself. So now I'm going to talk about it with Hunter. What do you think about it, Hunter? I I very much like that the players can express their opinions, but do you think that it's unfair that they can't at least ask for permission to put their own messages rather than have to pick from the list provided for them and so that that is exactly so when it when the news first came out i can't remember who reported it probably shams or Woj. um when it first came out i just obviously assumed that they would be able to put whatever they want on their jerseys but it seems like there's a set list of approved things that they can put on their jerseys which like the sentiment and like the thought is is there from the nba and i obviously appreciate it being a black male but like i would honestly like it more if the players could just put their own personalized message but i un- i also understand how that can get a little bit out of hand so like yeah, that's why i was saying at least let them like ask for permission to put certain things on their jersey and i i think like, that if some things won't get approved cuz there will be some players that will put extreme things that the nba can't use but I mean, regardless, I think there are a lot of good options. I just think there are players who want more specific things. I mean, like in terms, like if we go in terms of Spencer Dinwiddie, before he was, before the NBA decided that he wasn't going to be able to play, uh, he was going to put trillions on the back of his jersey, which would stand for the amount of debt that the U.S. currently has. Now, as far as I'm looking at this list, that isn't one of the approved uh, messages. So I don't know if he was he got that approved or he was just saying he was going to do it without actually having any, like, permission to do it. But I would have loved to see if they would actually let him do it because that is a message that really speaks out about something that isn't on the list. Like, the list is mainly... Like, some of the things on the list, Black Lives Matter, Say Their Names, Vote, I Can't Breathe, Justice, Peace, Equality, Respect Us, Love Us, uh, Ally, Anti-Racism, Speak Up, Group Economics, Education Reform, all of those issues. But Spencer Dinwiddie was really going to go above and beyond and talk about something that a lot of people don't really talk about. So, I would love to know. Have you heard of the players that, like, let their messages be known to the public so far? Uh, which, which, no, let me know. Rudy Gobert is putting equality. Damian Lillard, how many more? Enos Cantor, freedom. Danny Green, how many more? CJ McCullum, education reform. Yusuf Nurkic, equality. Kent Bazemore, education reform. Matisse Thybul, vote. Mo Wagner, vote. Myers Leonard, equality. Pat Connaughton, equality. And Ivica Zubats, enough. Those are the players who let their messages be known to the public so far. So far, there's no... Paul is putting equality. There's no Black Lives Matter. But I guess, like, why would you put that on your jersey if it's going to be on the NBA courts? So you could basically spread two different... Like, if it's going to be on all the NBA courts, then hopefully the message is spread so you can... Yeah, they they were also discussing putting a patch on the jersey, so you might as well deliver another message, like... That's why I really respect, like, C.J. McCollum going with education reform, like, branching off of a different issue and how, like, you can raise awareness by playing on the Black Lives Matter court while promoting the education reform issue. I think the whole idea is dope because when you think about it, like, when the NBA comes back, what other sports are going to be in, like, in motion? The MLB, I guess. The, yeah, MLB starting a little before. The MLB starting a little bit before, and then the NBA. And the MLB is... And there's the NHL playoffs, but... 
Yeah. And, and so, like, it's just going to be the NBA, the NHL, and the MLB. And the MLB is going to be starting their season. And the NBA is going to be in one of the most crucial parts of their season. And I'm pretty sure people would watch basketball over hockey. So, I don't think the NHL is going to be that big of a, a competitor for the NBA. So, like, they're going to be the mainstream thing on TV, like the mainstream broadcast on TV. So being able to spread that awareness, especially when a lot of people are still in quarantine, is super dope because everyone's going to be watching it. So you're you're going to have no choice but to catch the message that players are trying to send. And so 285 of the 350 players have picked a message. Hunter just named off the ones that have made their message public. Um, 17 have decided to keep just their names on their jerseys. Those 17 players are currently not known to the public. Um, I don't think they're just going to come out and say, maybe like a couple will right before the season, but it's probably going to be one of those things where you don't know who they are until they start playing the games. And then uh, there's 48 players that we have no clue what what they're going to do or what they're going to put on their jersey at least. Um, And then one of the more recent uh, developments in the whole Black Lives Matter thing for the NBA is uh, Dwight Howard and Patty Mills doing something super, super, super cool. Um, they've both decided to play with their teams in the resumed NBA season and go to the bubble with the Lakers and the Spurs. Yes, and I see why Dwight Howard originally did not want to play because of everything that's going on, but I think it's more powerful that he does play and him donating that money means everything. He's play he's playing for free for a cause and giving away all that money rather than not earning the money and staying home. I I respect it because now everything's going to the cause. Yeah, so they're both going to be uh donating the rest of their salary. So I think for Dwight Howard to Black Lives Patty Matter Mills was, Patty Mills was just over 1 million and I think Dwight was like 700 or 800k. So, because remember, like his contract wasn't fully guaranteed. He was on a nice little vet min, so <laughs> he he's only got he he doesn't have quite a million, but whatever eight hundred k is still a load of money to go to the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, between so, the two of them, it's almost two on two million dollars. So that's the prop to them, salute to them. That is an extremely incredible gesture by the two of them. Um, looking more into the net schedule, which I also wanted to dive more into last episode, but like I said, Hunter wasn't here. Um, when we take a look at it, like, what do you think of it? Like, looking at the eight games that well, they'll be playing. You see, the schedule looked different before as to now. Now I see four winnable games as opposed to maybe five or six. Because Bradley Beal's not going. Bradley Beal's not traveling. So the Wizards are basically a free win. <laughs> like... They play the Magic twice, and those are two winnable games. They play the Kings, that's a winnable game, and the Wizards. I, I don't know that, unless the Blazers are completely out of it at at the point of the last game, I don't know that they're going to win that. I mean, it's safe to say there's three losses at least in the eight games, the Bucks, Celtics, and Clippers. Yeah, I think I think that Bradley Beal not playing has made the Nets' path to the playoffs way, way, way yeah. easier. No matter no matter what they do, they're going to have a play-in game at the very least, and it would be against the Wizards, who it would essentially be Lavert against the non-Beal Wizards. So yeah, exactly. And regardless, the the Nets should win both games. Like they shouldn't lose to the Wizards whatsoever. So we think the net schedule with the subtraction of Bradley Beal is looking looking pretty good, to be honest. We think there's a lot I, of winnable I games. Think if they beat the Magic, they'll end up at the 7 seed playing the probably Raptors, maybe Celtics in the first round of the playoffs. Um, but lo- looking at the bubble itself, like, do you, do you think it's going to work? Like, that's the simplest way I can ask you. Do you think it's going to be effective? The concern for me isn't once they're started. For me, it's starting it. It's, It's how much can go wrong before it begins, as opposed to what will go wrong once they start. Like, yeah, things can go wrong when they start. People can leave the bubble and, and then they get suspended or fined or whatever the punishment is. But 
I do believe that if they successfully begin the season with how it is right now, no new cases, they're all in the bubble as of tomorrow, I believe. And yeah. if their the final in teams arrive tomorrow, cases, then I believe the bubble will work. But if they go in the bubble and then do a new form of testing, um, a new wave, a new wave of testing, and they get six, seven new cases, Silver might want to shut down. I mean, I think personally, so like the way it works is they go and then they get tested as soon as they get there and then they quarantine in their rooms for 48 hours until they get their results back. Now, if I think the worst possible case scenario is that someone tests positive when they, like after they start playing. Because after they start playing, if so, like just like how Rudy Gobert was, you'll be able to trace someone back to something in contact with every team, and we'll have to shut it down all over again. I think or that they'll have to retest and stop the play for two to three days and delay everything again. And like I don't quite know if the if they do that, then they do a new wave of testing and they're all clean. Then that player just can't play anymore, and it's fine. But they'd have to delay it a few days. So if that happens multiple times, these eight games can take a month. And I don't quite know if the NBA is going to want to do that because it's costing them $1.5 million every day to keep this thing running. And like while they are a billion-dollar corporation, obviously, like I don't know that they wouldn't just say, let's just chalk this season. Like, Is it worth spending 300 400 million trying to get a champion when we could just chalk it and come back next season with the risk way way lower yeah i mean or at that point do they to keep the teams more spread out do you think they'll they'll say that the teams who are in the playoffs just play the playoffs and those extra six teams go home at that and, point, I would be I would be angry if I was yeah if I was one of the teams on the bubble because you made me come all the way here risk getting COVID from somebody. I don't think I don't think that's the right thing to do. But if they want to keep the team spread out, that may be the best option. Yeah, I mean we'll see. I think, but like if I had to put my money on it, do I think it'll work? I'm I'm on the optimistic side, so I think it will work. It's, I say yeah. It's one of it's like gonna be the toughest job that the NBA has had to do in its entire history because this is like some unprecedented type of stuff right here. And also, NBA players are used to having the most freedom uh, in terms of their actions, their speech, everything, as opposed to players in other sports. Yeah, like like three of the biggest concerns with the whole bubble was obviously COVID spreading. Um, recently, the whole food situation in the bubble has become the talking point of NBA Twitter. And last but not least, Stephen A. Smith was someone to bring it up. Multiple analysts and, and writers have brought it up. The lack of interaction with women for the NBA players. They're basically going to an all-boys high school for the next three and, months. And on top of that, I say just the rules in general. Like, like the fact that there's like a ping pong table and they can't play duos. They have to play singles against each other. Like, there's no way like that little, they, no way that they, they follow that. There's no way. Saying, yeah, there's little rules that are going to piss them off. And if there's someone enforcing them, they're going to lose their mind. Uh, and like, so, so like, let, let's talk about the food real quick. Uh, who, who was the first one to tweet it? Was it? Troy um, Daniels it was Troy it. Daniels. It was Troy Daniels. It was, it was absolutely awful. It was uh, like it was like some salad, some watermelon. I, I'm a eater, so if I went to a bubble for the NBA and I got that, I'd I'd probably starve to death. Nah, I'm I'm hitting up Adam Silver like, yo, we need the Chick Fil A right now, my boy. They they gave they gave salad, watermelon, and two bags of chips, bro. Two bags of chips and some juice. Do you think a big man like Steven Adams is going to eat that salad and just be content rather than getting like steak or burgers or something? And so this was my theory. Like, hear me out. I think that the food that that that, that the teams that first got there, like the Nets, the Magic, uh, the Suns, the Jazz, I think they got the bottom of the barrel food. I'm going to be honest. 
don't get that. Like, I think they'll have the same food for everyone. I, I'm not buying. I'm not, it. bro. I'm. I promise you, the food will. When LeBron, Giannis, <laughs> and Kawhi get yeah, there, they're not eating the, that. See the other food today. Yeah, it, it, it's got. It, that's what I'm saying. It's getting better as the better teams are coming. Yeah, but. Troy Daniels is on the Nuggets. The Nuggets are a top-tier team. Listen, man, all I'm saying is the Raptors, they didn't post nothing, and they've been there. Pascal and Kyle Lowry, I bet you they're eating swell. They're not going to have the defending NBA champions eating two bags of chips. (laughs) There's no way. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, like, people who are that large eat more food. That's just fact. Unless they're on like a strict diet. But they should have a menu if we're being real. They do have a menu. Like they all not well, that they can choose the, from. The You're gonna have them eat the same thing for three months. I mean I I think Every day. I think that as the days go by the the food will get like better and better. But by they need like three options to pick from, bro. Let them like mix it up a little bit. By July thirty first, I think they'll be eating eating gourmet but for now before everyone's there i think they're just giving them whatever they got really and then so like the food thing is a little bit overblown but it's a really like it's a justified posted the menu today yeah the daily menu and it it had like penny vodka it was good i mean like troy daniels posted some awful dish and but then I think I think that uh, it's definitely gonna be better. And then Tyus Jones posted a picture of a cockroach in in yes. his in his uh his bubble room, and everybody was that's going crazy. Yeah, that's interesting. And so, like, the food is a justified like complaint or worry. But the the thing about the no interaction with the women, um, me and Hunter so, have taking it upon yeah. ourselves. <laughs> I told Najee, let's make a starting five and sixth man for the players that would have the biggest issues with not seeing women for three months. Now, we've dubbed this team one of our finest. (laughs) One of our finest. I I said it first. Yes, this is Hunter. I had the idea to name it. Hunter came up with the actual name. One of our finest creations. The all blue balls bubble team consists of a point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. But and last but not least, a sixth man. Now we do have two people that are technically out of position. Okay, but to make it work, we had to we had to just slide we had them to over. F- finagle some positions. Okay, but these Unless are the you players. Want our power forward to be like Draymond Green, but no. He's not no, even in have... the bubble, kid. You're right. They're not <laughs> good anymore. <laughs> but we we had to we had to to mix and mangle some some positions. But these are the six players that we think will have the hardest time dealing with the little to no interaction with women for three months. You can start with the point guard, as that was your idea, and then I'll alternate as the, we go. The point guard starting at the one. Out of Utah, we have Mr. Jordan Clarkson. He he already, he got there on night one. He got there last night, and he already posted on Twitter a gif of him wanting to, like, like uh, someone locked in a cage wanting to leave. The kid is already antsy. He's going to break. There's no way. Now, just imagine if he would have stayed on the Cavs. He'd, he'd be home right now. Chilling. <laughs> he'd be chilling. He'd be chilling. So, so who, who's uh, at the two? starting shooting guard? Potentially, I, I would say one of the rather immature and younger players in the NBA, if I had to say so. And um, the starting two is Tyler Hero out of Kentucky on the Miami Heat. Yes, Mr. Hero. He is. He's in the he news every other day. <laughs> he currently does have a girlfriend, but. I believe he will have a very difficult time not being able to see her and being stuck there with all of those rules. He'll be mixing up one rule with another rule, and he's just going to hate it there. At the small forward, we have 
Uh, what is his nickname? Isn't it like Sauce Poppy? The, the Drip Lord. Look, look, honestly, every every girl in the world knows who this guy is. The Drip Lord himself. Small forward out of the Phoenix Suns. Mr. Kelly Oubre. The man. God. The man, the myth, the legend. Oubre. Starting at the three on the all blue balls bubble team. Who do you have now, at the four? At the power forward position, he posted his afro on Instagram today before his hair gets braided, I believe. Yeah, he posted another one with his hair braided. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. The power forward is Brandon Ingram. Mr. Now, Ingram. I believe that position can be occupied by the Pelicans' young big three of Lonzo, Ingram, and Zion. But They're going to have a rough time. The position <laughs> we're putting Ingram. Yeah, the, 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 the Pelicans' big three is going to have a rough time, but they'll be okay. They'll prosper. Um, and then at the center, we had a really hard time coming up with a center because we really couldn't find a, a center that was going to have issues. But we settled on the big man. The jokester. The jokester. Not the joker, but the jokester out of Philadelphia. Mr. Joel Embiid. And last but not least, the sixth this man. This one is the clearest one of them all. The sixth god. And we only left him for sixth man rather than starting because of who he is. Sixth man himself, Lou Will. Lou Will, out of the Los Angeles Clippers. Those are the six players we think will have the roughest time not seeing women in the NBA bubble for three months. Once again, Jordan Clarkson, Tyler Hero, Kelly Oubre, Brandon Ingram, Joel Embiid, and Lou Will. And now, into more Nets-related news. Uh, we signed Jamal Crawford. We signed Jamal Crawford. Like, literally, me and Hunter were originally going to record at 8. But Hunter had to do something, and then he got back at 10, and they had signed Jamal Crawford. Now, we were about to record then, but then I had to do something. So we started recording at like 11, and then they're about to sign Mike Beasley. So if we would have recorded at okay. 8, we would have missed everything. So they have Tyler Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. Now they get Jamal Crawford. Yes. They technically signed Justin Anderson without signing him officially. And now they get Mike Beasley. All right, they have two spots remaining, I believe. Um, well, one, if they, they have two he, spots if they don't sign Justin Anderson. They have one with Anderson and Beasley. What what center, because it has to be, do you think they're going to get? And if they don't get a center, do you think Jared Allen tears his ACL before the bubble ends? So the Nets roster right now, they have the guards, Karis LeVert, Jamal Crawford, Chris Chioza, Garrett Temple, Tyler Johnson, Jeremiah Martin. Forwards, Joe Harris, Rodion Kuroks, Jean-On Musa, Timothy Luau Cabarro, Justin Anderson is a if, but let's just put him on there for now, Mike Beasley, and then center, Jared Allen. They have about four players that are at least 6'9". Um, they have four players that are listed as 6'9". No, Mike Beasley. They have four players that max at 6'9". Yeah, Mike Beasley. Uh, I think One three. Player. That's taller than 6'9". Yeah, they have one player taller than 6'9", one, which is Jared Allen, obviously. So, And they've used their three signings all on forwards. And then, well, no, they used two on forwards, one on a guard in Crawford. So their next signing has to be a big man. Now, Mark Stein reported a couple of days ago that they are really interested in Amir Johnson. Big whoop because Amir Johnson, guess his height. It's 6'9". So, I mean, <laughs> they 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 need someone who's above 6'9". And when when I look at who, it... Who are the potential centers that they can sign other than DeMarcus Cousins? I was talking about... See, okay. So, since you already said his name, the way that everything's going, the Nets signing Jamal Crawford and Mike Beasley in just today... It doesn't seem like they're going with G League players, which is what a lot of people thought they were going to do, which is what I honestly thought they were going to do too. But it seems like they're using their roster spots as tryout spots for next year's team. And so since that's the case, I honestly think that DeMarcus Cousins has a pretty good shot of being the next signee. Me too. But if it's not him, are there any other available centers that like have NBA? 
NBA experience. Now, I talked about Dragon Bender on the last podcast. That he's seven foot, and he's not that bad. He was the fourth pick in the 2016 NBA draft. His last game, he dropped like 23. He's not garbage. Like, he could revisit, play. Revisit that statement, please. <laughs> what? Dragon Bender's not garbage, bro. His last he game, is, his last game. good at all. His last game, he dropped 23 and 7 in 25 minutes. Okay. Everyone has a good game. Literally everyone has a good game. I'm not saying NBA. I'm not saying that he should be their number one pick, but there he's an option. Now they have a bunch of G League players like like they can sign like Jonah Bolden. Um, is is Dwayne Dedman on a roster or did he get cut? I'm pretty sure he's on a roster. Let me find out. Dwayne, I know, he got but he might be on the Hawks. He was definitely on the Hawks before. He's yeah, he's a member of the Atlanta Hawks. So. Yeah, so he's still on their roster. I thought he got cut. Um, like out outside of that, I I don't. There, there's definitely like G League quality centers, like uh, Egg Bunu, who I talked about on the last podcast, who's like really really similar to uh, DeAndre Jordan, like in in play style and like play caliber, but I honestly don't see them them signing him like. There's not there's not a ton of talent in the in terms of what the Nets are looking for that they could sign. So like we have we have like Donta Hall, Deontay Davis, um like Marcine Gortat. N- none of those guys are guys that really stand out to me. In, in in all honesty, I think the Nets, the four players that the Nets might sign, Amir Johnson. Because Mark Stein reported it, but he's also six nine, like I said, so he doesn't really give us much more height than we already have. Boogie, I think, is our best shot. Nick Young, simply because why not? Like at this point, I think it would be pretty fun. He would definitely go on the All Blue Balls bubble team. Nick Who? Nick Young. Oh, Nick Young for sure. A hundred percent. He's taking Brandon Ingram's spot at the four. Now, if he was on their on the Nets roster, I don't think he'd be a fit. But hey, maybe. And then lastly, Isaiah Thomas. Now, I don't think they would sign Isaiah Thomas after they just signed Jamal Crawford. But it's a possibility. I think he would definitely start at the one for them. But I think they have to go big. And so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Demarcus Cousins. It's the it's the cliche answer. But I think their next signing is Demarcus Cousins. Thoughts on uh, Zaza Pachulia? Yeah, I would rather them sign me than Zaza Pachulia. There's no way they sign Zaza. What about they revisit the dark side and go with Kenneth Fareed? Lo, that's a good one. That's a you're just pulling the names. Nah, that's actually not that bad. Like Fareed isn't garbage. Would you rather have Fareed or Dragon Bender? Oh, Fareed. I'm a little iffy. I, I, on I that. don't like Dragon Bender at all. So, how tall is Kenneth Free? Watch him be six nine. <laughs> He's six nine. Yep. What's the point? What's the point? <laughs> actually, they... what is the point? There's no point in that. Um, I I think I think the best signing they could possibly have is Gershon Yabuselli. Yeah, the dancing bear. Is that his name, or is it like the juggling yes. bear? It's something. Bear. No, it's the dancing bear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like it was something bare, but what do you? Th- so that and that's if they keep Justin Anderson on the on the roster. If they don't and they drop Justin Anderson, I can honestly see them going Nick Young, Demarcus Cousins, and just rolling out a straight bucket squad. They have Big Sauce Allen Williams on the block. I mean, bring him back. How tall is he? Six nine. Six eight. Oh, see, why is everybody <laughs> six nine? What about um, Timofey Mozgov? Is he is he on a team? No. There's no way they bring that man back, bro. Seven one. There's no way they bring that man back. There's absolutely no way. Um, I mean, there's also Andrew Bogut. No, no shot. Salah Mejri. No shot. Boogie. Greg Boogie. Monroe. Boogie. 
It's got to be Boogie. Miles Plumley. Uh, maybe Plumley, but Boogie. But with their roster as currently constructed, what do you think their li- their starting lineup, or or let's just say their their rotation is gonna look like? Um. So, I think it's pretty safe to say that Karis Lavert, Rodion's Karooks, Jared Allen are three surefire starters. And I, probably Joe Harris, yes, Joe Harris also. It's really who's the point guard, or if they put Karras at the one, who's the wing next to him. That's really, that's really what you have to decide. Personally, I think that they should start Chris Chioza, and it's probably going to wind up being Chioza, Lavert, Harris, Karooks, Allen. If you guys could hear. The blasphemy that came out of this man's mouth before I no, press I'll record. Say, yeah. So, we're discussing what players can average 15 per and, game. And, and in the bubble. And I said, simply, Karis LeVert. Maybe Jamal Crawford. And I said, I said Karis LeVert and Chris Chioza. And, yes, I think Joe Harris also could if he actually turns his inefficient season around. But I do believe if Chris Chioza starts and gets a lot of minutes that he can average near 15. I'd say I'd say he'd probably average somewhere between 13 and 15. But I could definitely see him hitting 15. Now, I could see him averaging like 13, honestly. But 15, I think, is a, a I don't want to say unreachable, but I think it's a stretch. It's unreachable stretch. if the team was fully healthy, but they're not. On the Long Island Nets, he played 31.8 minutes per game, and he only averaged 13.3 points. He shot 43.2% from the field. If he's not averaging 15 in the G League, he's not averaging 15 in the bubble. Okay, but do you understand that Playing time does a lot for players in the NBA. You're which is make me look like a Chris Chios hater. The fastest form of basketball. I don't Honestly, care. If, I think he definitely could. There's If he's given the right opportunity, if they p- come out of here and start Garrett Temple at the two with Lavert at the one, then Chioza's got no shot. I mean, personally, I think their starting lineup is going to be... So when you think about it, Spencer Dinwiddie was going to start at the one. Had he come to 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 Orlando, what player that they just signed has the play style that most relates to Spencer Dinwiddie? He's Mr. not a starter. Jamal Crawford. So he's not a starter. Never has been. It is not meant for it. I think the Nets are gonna roll out a starting lineup of Jamal Crawford at the one, Karras at the two, Joe Harris at the three. Rody at the four and Jared Allen at the five. You're better off starting Tyler Johnson. And then you get to bring the backcourt of Chris Chioza, Tyler Johnson off the bench. That's pretty good, to be honest. You bring Chris Chioza, Tyler Johnson, Mike Beasley. In order, in order of who they'd start, it goes Chioza, Temple, Crawford. Nah, Jamal. I'd be. Um, I'm more confident in Jamal Crawford. Starting than I am in Chris Chioza averaging 13 points. It all depends on the opportunity. If he's not starting and they start Temple, see, that's the thing. Atkinson's not here. You know if Atkinson's here, they're starting Lavert at the one and Garrett Temple at the two. Yes, they are, but Mr. Jacques Vaughn is uh trying to fight for his coaching job. So and and he's you there the Nets are using this as a tryout. So you might as for well start. No. Well, yeah, for Chioza, too. But for Tyler Johnson, for uh, Michael Beasley, for Jamal Crawford. Crawford is 40 years old. He's the oldest active player in the league, and he's going to be started for the Nets. He's not going to be starting. Yes, he is. They're going. So this, I'm going to lay out their rotation. It's off the bench, but starting. I'm going to lay out their rotation right now. And when it and when they it comes out that it's just this way. I'm going to be a sidekick. So, at the one, I already said starting lineup. Jamal Crawford, Karras, Harris, Rhodey, Jared Allen. Off the bench, Chioza, 
Johnson, Timothy Luau Cabarro, Jarrett Temple, Mike Beasley at the five. Come on. Come on. That's fire. That's wrong. That's wrong. You can't make a rotation with an incomplete roster when you know there's going to be a center. Well, with their roster as currently constructed, that is what their rotation would be. Now, let's say they sign Boogie, then it would be uh, off the bench, Chioza, Tyler Johnson, Luau Cabro, Mike Beasley, Boogie. No, Temple is playing over Luau Cabro. Nah, my son Luau Cabro was going crazy before the season ended. If that's the squad. I, I would bet that he gets more minutes than Garrett Temple in the bubble. I don't know. That's tough. Who do you think is Temple a better player? Who do you think is a better player? Out of those two, Temple's better. Huh? Temple is a better There's player. There's no way you just said that. Garrett Temple is better. There's no way you just said that. Uh, look at you. I hear you. I hear you searching up the stats. Yeah, because <laughs> he is better. Who who are you looking up? You're looking Garrett up Temple? Temple. All right, I'm, I'll look up T. How do you spell this kid's name? Lou. Uh, there we go. All right. What? Uh, you might win this one, kid. What? What? <laughs> how many minutes did he play per game? This season? Yeah. 28.1. All right, well, team with they played 17.2. What did he average? 10.3. Uh, he averaged 6.3. All right. That doesn't prove that he's better, but it proves that he'd get minutes over over Cabarro. So, fine. I'll go Chioza, Tyler Johnson, Garrett Temple, which is a mistake, Mike Beasley, Boogie. What do you think the rotation is? Let's say they sign Boogie and keep Justin Anderson. The same thing as you just switch Chioza and Crawford because Chioza's starting. And he's not starting, though. There is almost no shot Jamal Crawford is starting. <laughs> That's crazy that you really believe that because I, honest to God, believe. I'm positive that he's not going to start. I, honest to God, believe also, he's going to be so the starting. Fun fact, Garrett Temple's middle name is Bartholomew. Okay, your middle name is your middle name is your last name on this podcast. So, um, my he's very close to my middle name. My fun fact: my initials are MBA. Ha ha. But, um, no, nah, I definitely think Jamal Crawford starts at point guard. He most closely resembles Spencer Dinwiddie's game. He can facilitate and get a bucket off the dribble, unlike. Many players in this league. Like the dude is back in 2006. Okay, so when Jamal Crawford last played, his last four games, let me read you his averages. I tweeted this out on our Twitter. He was playing for the Wack Suns. Jamal Crawford in his last four games, 31.3 points, 5.8 assists, 2.8 rebounds, 4.5 three-pointers, 55% from the field, 50% from three. Who? What? How are you not starting that, bro? That's what I like He's to hear. He's not starting bottom line. <laughs> Four games is nothing at the end of the season. I mean, the NBA bubble is only eight. For the, you know, I mean, oh, well, it's not eight, but they got to play the playoffs. But, hey, he'll be fine. And Mike Beasley, Mike Beasley won't be there for the first five games because he failed the anti-drug policy. He violated the anti-drug policy last April. So, hey, Jamal Carver starting, kid. Wrap your head around it. Not. He's not. I keep looking at my phone thinking that Shams is going to tweet, the Brooklyn Nets are <laughs> are coming to an agreement with DeMarcus Cousins. But, no. We honestly both think that Boogie's going to be the one to get signed. And uh, heading into the bubble, we think the Nets are going to be in, in decent shape with the team they have now. I think that they're not. The wor- they're not going to be the worst team in the playoffs. I think that honor goes to the uh, Orlando Magic. <laughs> but how- so if the if they so, hold on hold on, this article posted about Jamal Crawford, mm-hmm. and they said these are the three bold predictions for for him with the Nets. One, he'll drop thirty at least once. That's a given. He'll be the Nets' third leading scorer. Who's who's their second? 
Joe Harris. No, not happening. Okay. And that he'll win them a playoff game. Uh, all three of those things are, all three. I don't even know if those are bold. Bold is if like he'll average the most points the on the round, team. They're getting swept. I'll give you a bold prediction for Jamal Crawford right now. He averages more than Karis LeVert. You know, you're saying that, and you're someone who thinks Karis LeVert will be a perennial all-star. I so. think that Karis LeVert is extremely nice. I, uh, I really don't know what is going on in your head. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know how you can say that a 40-year-old man will score more than a free, a free kid that can take 40 shots a game with 40 minutes. Well, that's why it's called a bold It's not prediction. realistic. It's not realistic. That's a bold prediction. Saying that Jamal Crawford is going to score uh, 30. Bold prediction is saying Rodion's Karooks is their second leading scorer. That's a bold prediction. That's Okay, now that's less realistic than Jamal averaging more than no, Karis LeVert. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No. No, it's not bro, with this team. Bro, how no, many minutes did, did Rody play this, this year, bro? He had a rough season. So how is it he played 12.8 minutes per game, bro? Hell, the bubble's only eight games. So. <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, it's not, but it, the regular season for the bubble's only eight games. But Jamal Crawford scoring more than Karras is way, way more easy to believe. Well, way easier to believe. No. No, it's not. Who do you think this guy is? Shake and Bake Master Flex 2008 (laughs) version? Come on, man. He's 40. Okay, he's 40 and he's going to drop that many points on on some team. Of course. Of course he's still got buckets in him, but he's averaging no more. Max, max 15 on no higher than 40% shooting. It's crazy. And, and that would probably be the Nets' second leading scorer. The max that Rody's averaging is eight, <laughs> and that's not to that's not. See, you come, you make me seem like I hate these players. Like I, I think Rody's nice. He averaged more than eight when he was starting with the team with D'Lo. I think Ro- yeah, but Mike Beasley and uh, Mike Beasley and Jamal Crawford weren't there to take his shots. Um. Now, does Mike Beasley average double digits? No, but neither does Rody. Okay. Jamal does Crawford Jared does. Allen average a double double? Yes, he has to. There's no way he doesn't. Do you think that's the final straw to proclaiming his superstardom? I mean, it's gonna uh, it's gonna suck when the regular season starts next year and he's right back on the bench because KD and Kyrie are gonna want DeAndre Jordan to start. You are right about that. But no, so let's say the Nets make the, the playoffs. Well, they're definitely going to make the playoffs, and they're the eight seed, and they have to match up against the Bucks. Do you think they take one game off them? No. You don't think they can get a game? No. Not a single game? No. So you think they get swept? Yes. You're in, uh, I'm not going to say you're insane. I'd give them a game. I'd give them a game. Tell me one person that can prevent Giannis from having 40 points at will that's on that court. Uh, tell me. Okay, there's no one. No one. Tell me two people in the league that can prevent Giannis from having 40 at will. Um, Joel Embiid. Yeah, no, no way. And Davis. I thought you were going to say Kawhi. No. The bottom line is... Big men can guard Giannis. That's really what stops him. So until he starts drilling threes, but and Jared Allen has the has two left feet. So yeah, he doesn't have the lateral quickness to stay with Giannis. But I think they take one game off him just just because like the Bucks. I don't think they take a game off of the the Bucks or Celtics. I think they'd take one from or maybe two from the Raptors, and they'd take one from the Heat. They take they take two, but from I mean the they wouldn't play the Heat under any circumstances. But I think they take two from the Raptors. I take I think they take one regardless of who they play: Celtics, Raptors, or Bucks. I don't think so. I think they take at least one. There's too many players on the Celtics for them to be able to guard. Yeah, now you look like the bad guy, kid. That's not me. Tell tell me how they're gonna guard Kemba, Jalen, Hayward, and Tatum at the same time. 
Hey, Explain Ken. that to the people. Hey, tell me how they're tell me how they're gonna guard Jamal Crawford. Marcus Smart tell will break how. that man and make him retire. Tell me how they're gonna guard uh Rody. Your favorite. Jason Tatum. AK forty seven. <laughs> nah, that's that's disgraceful. Let me not, let me not call him Andre Karolinko. But no. You can call him Baby AK. Yeah, Baby but... AK. Baby Ack. <laughs> but no, um, that, uh, before we go off on a tangent, that's going to end this episode of the Hoopball Nets podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Nets news is pouring out day after day after day. Uh, I think uh, you forgot something. What did I forget? You have to give me a letter. Let's go. Oh, I got you. After I do the intro. I mean, not the intro. Yeah, it's definitely time to wrap this up. But after I do the outro. Um, yeah, make sure you subscribe to the Who Bone Nets podcast on everywhere that you can find podcasts. Leave, leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. All reviews are getting right on the podcast. Swing us a follow on Twitter at HoopBallNets. Swing us a follow individually. I'm at Adams underscore Hunter is at Hunter underscore JKR. We follow back. Um... And, uh, yeah, like I said, Nets news is coming out daily, so be on the lookout for another episode. We tweet about all the Nets news on our Twitter, especially now. We've been tweeting back-to-back-to-back, giving great insight, so go follow us. And, uh, yeah, for your letter, um, let me give you – I'm looking around my room to find something that I can really give you a letter based off of. Give me a uh, a G. Do you want current player or old player? You know what I'll give you? I'll give you one of each. Old player, Iceman George Gervin. Oh, a double G. Yeah, I went with the two-pointer. And in the present day, I will give you, we were just speaking of the devil, Gershon Yabuselli, the dancing bear. I thought you were going to say Garrett Temple. But no. There you go. We're going to end it with the dancing bear. We'll talk to you guys later. See you on next episode. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.